Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Beyond the Mountains of Madness, and this is episode 25. It was written by Janice Hill and Charles Engton, along with others who are listed in the credits. Our GM for this campaign is Sean Little, and Mick Swan will be giving the recap. I'd also like to welcome back Bill Mize to our game. Uh, he's had a little trouble with the nasty hurricane a few weeks ago. Um, the GM, the players, and Bill are ready. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. Mick? Thanks, Tom. So I don't know why my voice suddenly went really high then. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Right. <clears throat> Things have not gone quite as we hoped. And I fear we are very close to losing control of this situation. We made it to the lake camp and Brixton somehow affected a landing, a testament to his skill as a pilot. Everything was in uproar. The earthquakes had hit them hard and fire had ravaged part of the camp. Dr. Hawkes volunteered his services to tend the wounded. Lindbrook stayed behind to coordinate the clear-up. And the rest of us set off again in pursuit of the Germans. This time aided by one of their own number, Benecki, an engineer attached to their expedition who, alarmed at the news that his compatriots had stolen our plane, particularly in light of Lindenbrook's story about the madness-inducing virus, had offered, offered to guide us to the fuel cache. So we set off, Elmer, Brixton, Benecki and I, with the intention of intercepting the Germans and preventing the secret of the tower making it to the outside world. After about an hour's flight, we espied the Weddell below us on the ice, seemingly abandoned. Footprints heading south indicated that the Germans had headed for the cache. We resolved to circle round, coming in from the east with the sun behind us in the hopes that they might mistake us for their own rescue, their own rescue team. We managed, with great difficulty, to land the plane amidst ever-worsening weather conditions. The Germans were pleased to see us, though somewhat taken aback by our decision to come out armed. These were, after all, the men who had stolen our plane. I will confess, my first instinct had been to gun them down then and there, along with the man Benecki, who was, for all intents and purposes, the only witness. But my conscience got the better of me. And with the memory of the two men in the tower, who I had condemned to a hellish half-death in the construct, I decided to try and reason with the Germans. The injured man, Ruka, seemed willing to listen to me, and after some persuasion, indicated that he understood the importance of keeping this knowledge from the outside world. But I still suspected that his desire for fame would colour his reliability. I don't know if he can be trusted to keep his mouth shut. The pilot, Bowman, seems less of a problem. It's Ruka, who knows, who saw flashes, as he called them. Despite his assurances, it becomes increasingly clear that we have no other option. Ruka, Bauman, and Benecki must die if we are to stop people coming back here. We must kill three men in cold blood. There is no other way. It must be done. Brixton and Jones agree. This is how it has to be. The future of mankind depends upon it. We resolved to do the deed and then flee in the plane, to pretend it never happened and get on with rescuing our own people. All we need to do is wait for this whiteout to clear, and we could do it and leave. 
no trace. Fate, though, was against us, for no sooner had the weather cleared and we had begun to advance on the cache with our evil intent in mind than we spotted the great bulk of a zeppelin looming into sight above us. We were undone. For their part, the Germans were pleased to see us. They welcomed us as brave adventurers who had risked life and limb to give aid to their fellows. They knew nothing of the awful plans we had concocted mere hours before. Had they arrived an hour later, they would have found the cache a burnt-out ruin and us nowhere to be seen. We could have ended it all then and there, but it was not to be. Instead, we played the heroes, pretended that we had flown out to attempt a rescue and been snowed in. The Germans believed it, of course. They even volunteered to aid in the rescue operation and help retrieve our stranded compatriots. But we still have a job to do. We cannot let the secret of this place get out. My resolve is stronger now more than ever. If I had not doubted myself, if I had not wasted time trying to reason with them, if I'd just done what I needed to do, it could all be solved by now. It is not over. There is still a way to stop this. Dark designs are forming in my mind and I now know what I need to do. It is horrific and history will cast me as a monster. But I must do this thing, or there will be, will be no one left to pour scorn upon my name. There will be no one left at all. It has all led me here, my whole life leading up to this moment. I must do something truly unspeakable, truly unforgivable. An act of wanton carnage and evil for the greater good of all mankind. Do not pity me. I do this with my faculties about me. I do this because not doing it would be worse. Because allowing that unspeakable thing its liberty would be the end of everything. I do this because I must. May God forgive me. I must. Thank you, Captain Sugden. It is now approximately 9.15 p.m. As you know, the Graf Zeppelin has appeared overhead, and uh, the, it, the skies have cleared enough for some members of the crew to parachute down. And they have, uh, when asked, said that yes, they do have a, uh, a person with some piloting skills who would be willing to uh, assist in getting the other aircraft back to the lake camp. In the meantime, however, they're, they're starting to uh, bring people up. Of course, they're bringing Rooker up and Bauman uh, initially is going to go up they're lowering they're going to be lowering a harness of sorts to because the aircraft they you can't come down quite low enough to actually land so the fellow that uh, is the pilot or the somewhat a pilot you're not quite sure of his skill skill set he's come down to speak to you and he says so what is what is the plan you wish to do what the zeppelin is going to return with the injured persons to the, the our base camp and the plan is to return and go directly to the uh, i guess you're calling it the lake camp for uh i guess our rescue mission it would be about approximately next morning that we'd be able to arrive there we've we've estimated what uh, what would you like to would you, what would you like me to do in, in preparation for we have to clear this camp right now
just to be clear, you're talking to Elmer, Nigel, and Captain Sudden, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, okay. Sorry, there's some there's some behind the scenes stuff going on. You there may, is. You may need to I should know everything. <laughs> the, the, the pilot, the person, the, the fellow that's Schmidt. Let's call him Schmidt. Um, he is offering as, as you know, he's been offered to be the assistant pilot for the other aircraft to go back to the lake camp to assist in the, uh, at least bringing both aircraft back. There are still Yunkers there, one that has not been completely destroyed. So there is still an aircraft there. But uh, to begin the, ex the removal of people from the lake camp, he's, he's just saying, what would you like us to do? What, what do you think we should do? There's some fuel here. There's approximately, uh, he does estimation, enough 400 gallons of fuel, a significant amount of the cash. Um, we can well, at very least get both aircraft there. The Yunker back at Lake's camp has no fuel in it. Mm. Okay. We drained it. Okay. Well, the, the Zeppelin will be returning. Perhaps we could uh, fly both aircraft and then wait for the Zeppelin to come tomorrow. It's 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 most of the people there are yours, but there are some of our people there, and we definitely 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 need to rescue those people. Do the uh, do the crew of the Zeppelin know where Lakes Camp is? Yes, because the 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 German uh, people flew there. Remember, they met you there. Oh, of course, yes. So they don't need anyone to help guide them there. Hmm. Not I've that got you know. Navigation skill. That might come in handy, but you get the indication from talking to them they're reluctant to have any of you come up to the Zeppelin. Did, did the Zeppelin land now, or is it? did it just continue on? Some people parachuted it down. It turned around back to the ship. It hasn't left yet. No, no. Oh, well. No, they're, they're still, they've, they've actually come down a little lower where they can lower a harness to bring up the injured Rooker up and uh, to start collecting some, whatever they're going to collect. I mean, they, they say there's materials they need to collect. Well, okay. it's planning time. You guys have to plan what you, how you want to do all this. Well, honestly, the window's passed. Once that Zeppelin showed up, that ruined all of our plans up until that point. Not necessarily. I've got I a have, pistol. <laughs> I have a cunning plan. I'm, I don't think anyone's going to like it, though. Better than mine. Is this a secret plan? I think he's hatched it still. Do we know how many people are on the Zeppelin? You do not. Can't be that many from the looks of the picture of the dirigible. The, the cabin's not that big. Uh, I'm looking at the numbers now, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> could, could we estimate, like, would it hold 100 people? Would it hold 10 people? Uh, there's a gondola. I mean, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me, uh, Jerry. 20, 20 people. Make it, make it. Make a pilot the role, Nigel. 
Oh yeah. Fifty one. Okay. Um, you know, it's actually the gondola is uh, larger than you would expect. Uh, it can hold up to six passengers, depending on how much fuel they would bring. Uh, they could they could actually replace those passengers with fuel. You know that as far as crew goes, a couple pilots, up to 18 passengers or so. So like about 20 people, like you just said. Yeah. <laughs> now, the big question I have for you is this. I've got first aid to a reasonable percentage. So I'm fairly knowledgeable in first aid, not medicine, but first aid. What's the likelihood that Rooker is going to survive a deep belly wound in this time frame? I'm thinking that surgery is not up to par. What's What kind of odds would we be looking at here? If they have a doctor on board, the dirigible, or someone with Cause, a cause decent belly, medical training. A belly wound is hard to heal today. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, but uh, the extent of his injuries, the, the, you, you really don't know. But he's lived this long, and he's not unconscious. So he's... he's, he's per Peritonitis, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Not, not quick enough. going to be a big danger. Not quick enough. Well, he's definitely on the, sh on the uh, being winched up to the dirigible right now. Have we been in, or not, maybe not we, but the other Germans with us, have we been in contact with the Zeppelin yet? Has yeah, I haven't tried. Some, the couple guys came down, parachuted down, but you haven't, uh, beyond that, you haven't said you were going to do anything, so no. Okay. Well, in private chat to these guys, I'm just going to tell them I think our best bet is to meet them at Lake's camp. I guess that's what I was trying to figure out, Nigel, was do we know they're headed towards Lake's camp? Well, they said they were. They did? Yeah, they're going to fly down there and help rescue the people. They've still got people up in the city, too. Which, by, yes. by the way, Nigel, I keep wondering, are you going? Are we going to switch planes so that we're back in our plane? Probably, probably We've got not. got stickers all over the dash and stuff. And <laughs> probably, camp. you know, probably not until we get back to camp because that would mean we'd have to trek out there and get that thing, which would take a couple of days. We need to get to the camp first. Because for one thing, I got to go back up to the city and bring all those people down before they run out of oxygen. Do you, though? Well, mm -hmm. that... That's something that we need to talk about. We could talk about on the flight back. Because here's the thing is, or the thing is, or whatever. Um, the dirigible is up there. I mean, if we had high-powered rifles, we could probably breach it, take it down. But I got a pistol. I have a rifle. Well, are you a good shot? Mm, I've never had to shoot at a Zeppelin before. I've never flown one, so I don't know exactly <laughs> how they're built, but I would imagine if you rupture the skin enough, it's going to come down. Or if you hit something vital. 
Arthur, what do you have to say? Well, we, we have a stick of dynamite. If we could get it on the Zeppelin. Remember what I told you last week? If we can get up to the Zeppelin and they're and they pull all the party up, one of them can step around the corner into the bathroom and light the stick of dynamite and take it all down. Yep. We die a glorious death. That sounds like a suicide mission though. If yes, they get back to the if they get back to the world, what do you think is gonna happen? Well, only world. one of us only one of us needs to go up. We don't all need to go up on the Zeppelin to do it. It just takes one of us. And as I spent my time in the army dealing with explosives, logic would dictate that that one should be me. Or that I'm the pilot, and therefore I would know the most damaging part to do at this end. Well, it's a great big bag of flammable gas. I mean, doesn't yeah, take the, much. But you have to breach the dirigible cabin. If you don't breach it, it doesn't go up in flames. Well, I think if there's an explosion in the cabin, that's going to... As long as it's close to the, the roof of the cabin, that's going to take up the rest of it. What if what if they have radio contact with their ship? Well, they got to get Rooker up there, and he's got to spill the beans before anything. I'm just thinking if, if Rooker's already like being raised as we speak, isn't he? Yeah, he's being raised. Yeah. How good a shot are you? We've we've got um, we've got a radio on the plane. Can't we just um, jam them? Just you know, start just uh, depress the 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 button on the microphone and um, you know, rustle the plastic wrapper from a packet of cigarettes. The other option is, <laughs> you know, the other option is is I could take off in the plane and fly into the zeppelin. There's no way it's going to survive that. And I'm a good enough pilot. I could do it. Well, if we're going to do anything, I think we should wait until we're in the region of our camp. Because it's further away from the German encampment. Okay. Also, if they're going to render aid to, to our people, we, we want to get that done first. We want them all back on their Zeppelin and heading off. I'll just say this. I'm more of a follower than a leader, but I'm starting to lose my gumption. So we better do something quick or I'm going to get cold feet. You guys could stay here. I could fly the plane back alone under the guys that we needed to get more people out. I don't want to leave the captain, and I don't want to leave the plane slash you, because you're both my two tickets out of here. Still be people alive. Or we could go back to the camp and do what we're supposed to do and hope that they 
don't see how this plays out and hope that nobody spills the beans. I mean, because, he, it, you know, um, Dr. Lindenbrook said it the best, uh, you know, no matter what we do, more people are going to come. There's nothing we can do to stop people here. We're the second expedition. We're the third expedition. So they're going to come. So. Well, well, I'm just hoping that, look, I, I, I know this is, this is a long shot, but if there are enough disasters on this mission, perhaps superstition alone will stop people coming back. Lake's whole expedition died, except for one man. Tyre's expedition was a disaster. I mean, if we all, if everybody died and they came, they would find all these guys frozen popsicles, wouldn't stop anything. You'd have to go back and burn the, the old one's bodies so they couldn't find those. They'd still know about the city from all the reports that they've already gotten filed. The trick is find, making sure they don't find the tower. And the tower was a long way off from the city. We only found the tower because they took Starkweather. Mm. So it's the people who went to the tower that's the danger to us, not the city, because we already know that back home has already gotten reports about the city. Well, we could attempt to just um, portray Rooker as a madman. True. I'm hoping he doesn't survive the, the gunshot wound. A belly wound like that, I've seen it in war too many times. A belly wound like that is sure death. Well, I mean, I have to say that um, when I was performing first aid on him, my, my first aid was particularly poor. You know, I'm so, pretty. I'm pretty sure that, that I connected his bladder to his stomach, the wrong you know, way around. You know, Doctor Hawks could be our ticket out of here. He is the only surviving doctor left. If he was to come up with a plausible virus story, they've been talking about viruses from day one. If he came up with a plausible virus story and evidence to back it up. There's got to be some kind of funky ancient bugs and germs and stuff like that that we could get off of things and up there that might fly. But he's the ticket because he's the only one they're going to listen to. They're not going to listen to me. I'm a pilot. I don't know anything Vi virus about from, from viruses. Guano, perhaps. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about that. Well, I think, really... I, think, I think you're right in the sense that we, we need to get everyone together at the other camp and come up with a really cast-iron methodology for dealing with this. Because they're not going to like our solution. And we, and we need to do it before the Germans leave. Well, I can get there faster than the Germans can. Good. Just for the record, Nigel, the Graf Zeppelin is the, the plan is they're going to extricate the people from the cache area to their main base at the at the the shore where their ship is. Then they would be returning to the lake camp to rescue the rest of their people. So and days. We're talking um, two days. Yes. Yeah. Two days head start. Two days is ample time 
for Rooker to die of peritonitis? Well, see, the problem with it is he doesn't have to live to get back home. All he has to do is to get to people that do live to get back home and talk. Whether you're talk to him, whether you're talk to him did enough or not. But we should get back to Hawks and Lindenbrook, let them in on it, see if they can come up with some kind of virusy thing that we can use as a backstory. Well, who else? Did anyone else, other than Rucha, did anyone else survive? I was just going to say, I was just going to say, wasn't there two germs? Wasn't Bauman? Rucker and Bauman, they've both been there. Rucker's just the one who got shot. But they never actually went to the castle. Yes, they did. Well, they landed, they stayed with the plane, though. They were never inside yeah, of it. Oh, no. Bauman stayed, stayed with the plane. Sorry. He stayed. Uh, the fellow who captured the plane, the, the, the Boeing and stole it on you, he stayed at the plane. Sorry. He, let me refresh. Bauman stayed at the plane. The one fellow, Rooker, Rooker, went to the tower, saw what happened, took off, came back with the other crazy guy who stole the aircraft. And Bauman was told about what, he, what, what happened. I think our biggest problem is going to be Lexington. She's a fame hound. Yeah. She's going to have to have an accident. But note, everybody who actually flew towards the tower, in both aircraft, they did see the tower. They did see the flashes of blue light. They did see the time shifting, because that happened all over, especially close to the tower. So they witnessed all those crazy things happening and they did actually see the creatures as well. They just may not have witnessed what happened inside the upper reaches of the tower. We'll have to take out the ones we can and hope the others get blamed for having the virus. Yep. Unless just one, one more thing real quick. You did say something that kind of shook my memory. What if we all deny it? So rather than kill them all, what if we if we had enough of us that denied whatever it is they're claiming? It doesn't matter. We know that they're going to come back to the city, correct? If they mm -hmm. come back to the city, they go, oh, well, there's a tower over there. Even if we've all said, no, 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 no. Did you think they might check it out, though? I don't know. If, if the general belief is that there's no tower, there's no city, well, the city's already been... Okay, come on. Let's go. You, Elmer, need to go through all of your drawings and your excavation things and make sure that any reference to the tower and all that kind of stuff is, is out of your paperwork. If yeah. we if we took out the Zeppelin, then all we'd have to do after that would just be to disable one plane and fly the other one back to the ship. Say that we're the only survivors because their radio is damaged. And um, head for home. I just don't think we had the firepower to take out a Zeppelin. Also note the Zeppelin has a radio. And 
before you you got to the base, um, the cache, the people at the cache had made some radio messages out. Then we, God, history repeats itself. We need to simply pretend that the, the stories of the tower were some sort of mirage or Feta Morgana. Um, Fever-induced dreams. Because mm. you know that Rooker's got fever by now. And then the next time there's an expedition... We you sign on. Oh, sorry. Sabotaging it. Yes, exactly. We end up doing this. Yeah, somebody you did change that. your name. You sign on. Um, just to jump uh, a little bit. Um, while you're discussing this, Rooker has been harnessed and lifted up. Bauman is saying his goodbyes to you, like "Thank you, fellows. See you later." He's he's been hooked up to the winch, and he's zoop. the fellows are parachuted down. Who are armed? I will. You have noticed this, you know, the, everybody's armed out here. Uh, they've been wandering around, uh, making sure that nothing, no personal items and things are left in the cache tent. So they're sort of clearing out the cache information. They they do say to you, please feel free to refuel your, shit, your aircraft here. They point out the fuel. Uh, we're happy to share for all the help you've give our, given our people. Uh, we're going to go very shortly. And uh, we will return to assist uh, with the, the the removal of people, ours and yours, from the lake camp, uh, it, probably approximately two days. And it's now getting close on to uh, 10.30 now, 10.45. Well, if we're going to fly out of here, we got to do it now. Look, there's, there's, always, there's always Lindenbrook's idea. It's the only choice we got at this point because we're we're in an armed camp. We can't take down the Zeppelin with one rifle. Well, we could simply attempt to go back. To, I don't know. I haven't. I, I don't share his optimism though. Before we left, Lind Lindenbrook was suggesting that we we could just go back and tell people about it, and in the hope that they would come together and stop anyone from going there again, that we could somehow come to some sort of arrangement with the elder things. Well, we could try making friends with them. Didn't work too well for us the last time. Well, I don't see that we're going to stop the Zeppelin here, are we? We just haven't got the means. Nope. Um, okay, so we fly back to the lake camp. All right, well, first you have to refuel. It's not something, it's not an instant thing. Uh, so you're refueling the aircraft. You have to do your, you know, warming it up, the usual, because it's been off for 12 hours. Well, I have to warm it so up. you have but to warm you, it up. If you remember, I refueled it before. I refueled it when we landed. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you still got to do your maintenance check. I still got to warm it up. I'll give you that. Still got to warm it up. Um, the Zeppelin has loaded up. They're saying their thank yous. They say, "Take what food you want." Uh, if I don't, we don't know what the what is left at your camp, but there's enough food there for a good 
extra few days for everybody at the camp. So feels free to take what you need, uh, and and uh, we we will we will see you in a couple of days. So they start pulling up their ropes, and as you're preparing your uh, to 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 leave, um, let's could uh, Elmer, could you make an idea roll, please? No, sure. spot hidden. I'm sorry, that's more appropriate. Ooh, fifteen. Okay. Um, you note that after the ropes are pulled up when you guys are preparing, and uh, by the way, if anybody's going to wander around and look at the, the camp materials, you you probably at now since they're, the Germans are no longer wandering around. But uh, you notice that the camp pulls the the zeppelin pulls up the ropes. The people are waving out the window at you, and the ship is that way, but they're flying that way. Which is um, in the general direction of the uh, the other aircraft. They're flying to the German aircraft, the one that landed, like the one they stole. The one they stole of yours. Oh, the oh. Boeing that was stolen. Yeah. They, so they're they're flying there. They must have some some good materials they wish to get from that aircraft as well. Okay, we didn't actually search that aircraft, did we? Mm -mm. So they're okay. flying that way. Um, they've left. The, the, the fellows are still actually hanging from the harness. It's only a mile away. Um, so the fellows are actually still hanging from the harnesses, still attached. The uh, the fellows that parachuted down before, and the zeppelin's lowering down. So you you see you you can tell right away where it's going. It's going towards the aircraft. They're gonna that's, steal our plane again. That's fine. They, there's no you evidence. The pilot with you. There's no evidence with on that plane because they, those two weren't close enough. To encounter anything, they might have saw something, but that's just it. Unless they had a camera, they never went you, inside the tower. What did you just say, Sean? We have the pilot. Yeah, the pilot. The other pilot's with you. The German pilot. He's he's going to assist you by flying the other aircraft once you've uh, refueled it. The plan was to fly to to go to the other aircraft, refuel it at the cache, and then fly both aircraft back to Lake Camp. To assist by getting some of the injured people out and fly them back down to the German uh, base camp. Unless you don't want to do that now, you can always just keep this guy as a hostage. I don't know. It's up to you what you do. All right. Well, we head back to Lake Camp. It's the only thing we can do. We've got to go to the, the other plane. Uh, your microphone. Nick. Your mic's got to go down. We've got to go to the other plane to drop the uh, the pilot off to get him to ferry the plane across. Yeah, that's um, true. So we've got to go to the other plane. Well, it is only I a mean, mile if we away. We could you get to hide. the other plane before they. It, you're not going to beat a zeppelin in a no. race. <laughs> they fly that fast. They fly they fast slow. enough. Okay, I figured well, they were slow. We've got to yeah, you can't outrun them. Prepare, take off. It's the taking off and landing that's going to take up most of the time. Mm -hmm. The actual journey. Well, you see them. They're, they're approaching the aircraft. Yeah, on ground. I mean, like, you know, it's a mile away. They just coast. They get lower and lower. 
the fellows lower on the ropes. They go to they open up the doors of the aircraft. <clears throat> they don't appear from it as you're watching them. It just looks like they're just opening the doors, getting a few things out of the aircraft, um, putting them in the basket, winching them up to the uh, the zeppelin. And within five minutes or so, they've uh, the doors shut. They give you guys a thumbs up. They're winching back up to the aircraft and uh, inside. Uh, sorry, the zeppelin, and they leave. They turn around. Start heading back over top of you again, back in the correct direction towards the uh, the shore camp. All right, well, drop the pilot off. I'll slow down. Easy. Um, does anybody want to fly with the pilot? Or are you guys going to stay in the same aircraft that you're in now? Same aircraft. Um, we need to talk. Yeah, okay. Before we leave, can I smuggle out the radio from the cash camp into our plane? Uh, it'll take a few minutes, maybe two of you to disconnect it and such, but yes, you can. Well, I, I, I can help you do that. I've got some mechanical repair. I'm good at carrying things. I have okay. a strong back. <laughs> and my fingers aren't very good with fiddly tasks. <laughs> um, the, the pilots, now that they're completely not there, the you, the German as you're getting the aircraft ready, the German pilot does say to you, uh, "Remember, there's we have all this food and food and water. Uh, there's the fuel, of course. There are some emergency supplies here, here in case your camp needs anything. I don't know what condition it was. I, I gathered there's some sort of a disaster there, but he points out there's an extra radio, a generator, uh, some." Just gasoline, not aircraft fuel. Some cooking tools, uh, blankets and tarps, and just miscellaneous things. Uh, so, so if there's any miscellaneous things, you can certainly load up anything you want to take with you. Okay. Guess we should get some food. Guess we'll take it all back. You know, get you know generator and gas and food, water. Well, the pilot says, uh, if you're going to fly all of you in the aircraft, when I will fly that one, that one's out of fuel, so he he needs you to drop off a, pack, a gasoline canister, a fuel canister. He will fly back and load up the generator if, if someone could assist him with that. I, or I not, if you it. have one. Yeah, I, I can... I can do that. All right. All right. Well, easy enough. You drop him off. I mean, it's it's a, it's a mile away, so it's almost you don't even take off. You just skid across the ice and slow down. He gets out. Uh, you unload the fuel. You refuel the other aircraft. And uh, yes, uh, so you refuel the other aircraft. He zips back to the cache to refuel, and then you're on your way like about an hour or so ahead of him. So, well, you're, that's a few, few hours flying, so I'll skip back to the, to the lake camp now. So you're on your way back to the lake camp. So lake camp people. Okay. Sorry um, for the delay. So what are you discussing? Well, or do I, I, first off, I, I take uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Hawk aside, and uh, I say um, there's always the possibility that our, our other members uh, have failed 
maybe even were taken over by whatever entity is possessing those two Germans. So we need to devise some sort of a, a medical test, maybe based on the goo that we got from the Shoggoth creature uh, to see if their cellular structure has mutated in some way. Um, because we, we don't know where they've been or what they've been doing or anything. Uh, the whole point in going after those guys was that they might have been compromised in some sort of way. Um, you understand? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, how do you think we should do it? By a blood well, test, I guess, when they get back. Yeah, I figure if you can examine the goo and kind of learn something about its structure, how it's different than ours, and then examine, like, can you say a blood sample, skin sample, something like that, mm -hmm. and see if there's any evidence that uh, that they are not composed of flesh and blood like we are, but rather of the goo. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm grasping at straws. Hopefully everything's okay, and and they did what they were supposed to do, and they're they're back with us shortly, hopefully with more supplies. But um, we can't be care. We can't be too careful. This is this is a life or death situation. I'm going to have to go talk to Gregory Coppard and tell him some of the stuff that's gone on. Hopefully, he'll he's mentally stable enough to to handle it at this point. Yeah, do you know what I could take? I'll take a look at the goo. I don't know compared to what I'm sure. No, I could compare it to my own blood, actually. Well, there's got to be some serious biological differences, and you've seen yeah, lots of yeah, them. So. so, I think maybe when they get back, we should we should try to collect samples from them, and we definitely have to quarantine them when they get back. Yeah. So, I agree. So, well. Um, I can get Gregory and bring him over here if you want to talk to him as well. Yeah, we sure. See how his maybe monitor his mental state while I'm explaining. <laughs> yeah, him. yeah, he seemed a little out of it. Well, I think when he started calling out for his mommy, that was uh, that was part of the. That's when we kind of knew we'd gone too far. That woman was a saint. <laughs> Don't you say anything about my mom. <laughs> Anyways, let's go get him. We, we we then go get Gregory. All right. Yeah. And we've we've kind of cloistered. Uh, I'm going to do this like this. I actually had a big talk with all of the big shots in the camp, including you. Uh, but I I know I'm going to do you privately. So I'm like, um, Gregory, you've seen parts of the city. You've seen what we've seen, and you definitely saw. The thing, the monster, the yes. Shoggoth. Yes. Well, now if this is too much for you, tell us because we don't we don't want to distress you anymore. But there's there's a lot more, and it's a lot a lot more disturbing than <laughs> the Shoggoth. Um. So where do we stand right now? I, I mean, I can we can kind of play catch up later. Well, you know, what do you need? You, what do you need from me now? And what's the end game now? Well, to just to sort of give you the gist of what happened is uh, while you were out, Starkweather was abducted. So was Dr. Green. 
uh, where they were abducted by these alien, well, turns out we're more alien than they are, um, the elder things. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they, we followed them in the airplanes to a tower uh, a number of miles west. Is it west of us? More mm-hmm. or less. Yep. Uh, west of us, beyond the city. And uh, there were a couple of odd things about the tower. One is there seems to be some sort of a temporal fluctuation. Uh, at moments, we were on a on a bright green planet with complete plant growth everywhere, and the next moment, we were still in the freeze. Um, when we got up into the top of the tower, there was a machine. Um, Captain Sugden is cause, calling it the a, a, a matrix or a um, some sort of a structure. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually somehow got into contact with it. It 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 was directly accessing his mind. There's apparatus in there. <clears throat> this is gruesome. Mm-hmm. I'm warning you, this is gruesome. Okay. Some of the the victims, some of the the late camp people, and so forth. There's a mechanism that is designed to remove the head of the person, leaving their ner- their 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 network of nerves intact, and to incorporate that into the machine. The heads remain alive, and they're somehow part of this mechanism. We don't understand how it works. It sounds incredibly horrible, but apparently the elder things and the Shoggoths are working together in desperation to fix this machine because there is something buried under the ice, under the tower, that will destroy the world if it gets out. And this thing keeps it there. And my personal opinion uh, is that we need to actually contact our governments, as risky as that is, and to make sure that they understand the situation and that nobody go near that tower, nobody interfere, despite the gruesomeness, because if that tower fails, everything fails. Now, a lot of them are thinking that what we should do is keep it a secret. But keeping it a secret is not going to keep people from coming back up here. A big fence and a bunch of armed guards will keep it from getting uh, disturbed. That's, I think, the only option that we have. Uh, and here's the other thing. We're pretty sure that a couple of Germans uh, who stole one of our aircraft are, in fact, under the influence of this entity. And the reason why um, Nigel and Sugden and uh, Elmer left is they went to eliminate these people because we're afraid that if they get back to the ship, they can somehow infect the crew there with their mental whatever it is, whatever this entity is trying to get out. And uh, we felt the best way to do it was to eliminate them. It's complicated. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to need more coffee probably, but... uh... I, think a lot of it I, I certainly the, the under, believe and understand what you're saying, considering what I saw that drove me to that place. 
the only problem I would have with notifying our governments and is that if they could weaponize it as well you know I'm, I'm not a bis I'm not a big uh, truster in our government but to kind of turn them on to what's going on there and then kind of trusting them to do the right thing I, I, I think that's also a fool's errand as well it's possible I think that it's only the only possibility though because I can't see any other way of protecting this place. Even if we kill everybody up here, even if we destroy all evidence that we oh, were Oh, the expeditions here, will still come. That would just, yeah, incite peoples. That would just create more mysteries mm -hmm. for people to come and explore. Uh, Sugden suggested that we tell them that there's nothing up here but rock and ice and snow and, and earthquakes. Mm -hmm. That would attract people too. I mean, how many people have died on the slopes of Everest being told how incredibly dangerous mm -hmm. it is? Um, danger doesn't scare people. Um, guns and 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 uh, military weaponry scare right. people. And there's no way of kind of destroying this machine or this. That's exactly what we want to prevent. Sugden says. Now we're going on Sugden because Sugden right, because was, he's connected to it. He was somehow connected to it. I in fact got a glimpse. There was. It's complicated. I can tell you later, but there was some sort mm -hmm. of a plant structure throughout. And when I touched the plant, I in fact became connected for a moment. And I could, I, I then immediately, what I got out of it was that Sugden is more connected than I am. Mm -hmm. And he's actually understanding what the elder things. It was, we, we actually encountered some elder things and a Shoggoth working together, and they seemed indifferent to us. However, Miss mm -hmm. Lexington decided that she had to rescue Starkweather, despite the fact that he was only a head, mm -hmm. and she pulled him free of the machine, which apparently almost caused a catastrophic failure, and two of our people were taken and used to replace Jeez. the parts. Right in front of our eyes. It was... Mm -hmm. Horrible, but the, I'm surprised the, that none of you joined me in my catatonia. Well, if it wasn't for the fact, uh, if it wasn't for the fact that it was so damn fascinating, somehow they've managed to incorporate biological entities into their machinery, and I don't know what they're doing. It's Uh, it's some 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 bizarre mechanism that uses the human brain mm -hmm. as part of the mechanism. I'm not sure that any of the people involved actually know or felt anything. They might not even be conscious. It might just be using the brain as a kind of battery or a... Mm -hmm. a, a, a Tying into the hive mind. It's... It's actually hard to describe this without using the word computer <laughs> or transistor, which none, none of that exists yet. Uh, it's a Turing machine. Yeah. There you go. I think that I think that we're in a dangerous place and we've we've got to tread lightly. I'm also afraid that when our people get back, we have to quarantine them. I, I can't imagine. We have to make sure they weren't compromised in some way. 
In fact, doctor, I think that we should make sure that everybody in the camp is tested. Make sure that none of us are compromised, even me. Hopefully we can we can develop a a test. And you know what the worst part is is we don't even know if this means anything. There may be no compromise. There might be, there might be there might be nothing wrong with those Germans who ran away. They may have just deserted. They may then they should just be shot because they deserted us all. You know. I don't know. Well, anyway. I can't blame a man for being afraid considering what we've been through and what we saw. I mean, this takes pretty strong metal and it's not, you know, it's not for every man. I'm not going to judge. Well, I do, I, I do I, think that we're in a very dangerous situation. And I'm, what I'm we do next is going to really affect the outcome of the world. Absolutely. And hopefully not destroy the world. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say that I, I was never in the military. But even from a military standpoint, if two people desert and take the only means of transportation with them, leaving 20 people up there i don't care what their fear motivation is that's mm -hmm. that's 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 criminal desertion they deserve to be shot on the spot but, but they're not uh, in the military right well what are we all up here we're not military but that's still the same thing it's still a criminal desertion it falls under civilian law it's not it's not against the law to be afraid you know the the military is under the uniform code of military justice and that does have desertion we're civilians here we're all here voluntarily well then just morally taking yeah. taking the aircraft and running away and leaving everybody up there that's that's an act worth shooting somebody for that's called you, revenge no that's called you can't trust them ever again under any circumstance, and it's a dick move. Although I don't. <laughs> there you go. That's the term. All right. Yeah. <sighs> well, we'll see what happens next. Yeah, we'll see what you know. Let's get everybody together under one tent and and kind of go from there. I just. I'm kind of hoping some of this doesn't get out. The thing is, is that most of it's already out. I've been calling my father on the radio and telling mm -hmm. him the stuff that's going on. So, anyway. Well, there's, there's, it's, it's going to, and even just those reports are going to cause more curiosity. We came up here because of the reports of late. Mm -hmm. So, sure. sure. Um, also, uh, this is this is just player to player. Um, I don't know if you're aware that most of the lakes camp has been destroyed. Okay. There were earthquakes. There were fires. Uh, we're just patching it up back again the way that it was. Uh, and the radio's gone. The radio's destroyed. Okay. So we can't contact anybody. Anyway. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to the big mess. <laughs> welcome to the big show. Doc, how long do you think it'll take to come up with some sort of a test? Hopefully not long. Hopefully long before they get back. Okay, well, we'll take a look at the Yeezys. At the ooze. Uh, what do you want me to uh, roll for that, Sean? Well, 
not first aid. <laughs> <laughs> would be medical, wouldn't it? Medical, yeah, medical. Yeah. Biology. Biology, something that's what, like that. I, that's what I was thinking, biology. Anyhow, because mm -hmm. I want to examine the goop first. I don't see what I can find out from that. Then, oh, because I have to do this in a couple stages. So, mm -hmm. wouldn't it be horrible to find out that we're actually related to the Shoggoths? Like we have ninety-five percent the same DNA. <laughs> okay, doing a biology. Yes, I yep. actually passed. Okay, but how well? Uh, a thirty-six out of forty-one. Okay. Um, you have some general ideas. It's going to take you another... I mean, you've got time, certainly, before they return. Uh, yeah. You've got some general ideas, some rough ideas. So you're... Uh, More of a family physician sort of uh, doctor. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you generally, like, in your, in your outside, your real-world work, you're, you are already generally using pre manufacture somebody else has already developed tests and things like that you're just sort of acting on them but you do have some knowledge um you're gonna have to work on it for a little while and try again in an hour or yeah. so, so maybe, you've got maybe, time, I could, so. maybe i could assist him i do have biology yeah absolutely well let me do a microscope roll uh yeah i got 60 out of 65 so i just barely passed yeah, again, you're kind of struggling, kind of trying to, hmm, things look oh, normal. It's really hard to develop a test or something when you're looking for something that isn't, you can't see what's wrong. It's hard to develop a test for something where everything appears to be normal. Well, let's, let's put it this way rather simply. When we look at the goo that the Shoggoth was made of, it doesn't look anything like human beings, right? There's That's no true. blood. There's no, no tissue. So if you no. take a blood sample and all that it is is white goo. <laughs> then, there you go. Oh, we yeah, that, that's, that's, or you prick the guy and all of a sudden his arm goes like in the movie. Yeah. No, we could infect somebody on chest. purpose. No, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> that's the kind of thing those Germans do. <laughs> do we have any Here. Germans in camp? <laughs> I'm just going to go over to the coffee maker. Oh. By the way, don't drink any more coffee today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put it in. Oh, <laughs> well, this is turning into alien. Uh, that last yeah. alien. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, sorry, I watched Prometheus a little while ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, it's very alien, and the best you can come up with is like like uh, Dr. Lindenbrook said, it's very alien. So anything else that's not very alien is probably, or even remotely like this. I mean, you look at the material. It's it's degrading over time. It's it's falling apart. It's like an oily, gooey substance. It doesn't seem to have the cellular structure you're used to. It's not, it's nothing you've ever dealt with. So anything that's not this is probably natural, human, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, do you know or what I'd like to see a little... If you're seeing like little square platelets instead of round platelets, then obviously. they have angry faces. A little angry face, yeah. Little little emojis instead of uh, platelets. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're kind of limited here with our with our uh, yeah. With our, uh, we don't have much uh, technology here. 
I so other than that, we just, wait for them to come back. If they start, if they start acting weird or, or something like that, you always have to keep, you know, keep an eye on them. Well, maybe we can set up like a quarantine tent uh, so that we can observe them for at least 24 hours before they maybe longer. I don't know. It just was such a crazy situation. I don't, I don't know how much. No, we can quarantine them for 24 hours, but then what are we watching them for? They're going to probably get riled up and anxious already. Just, you know, well, just, that's, that, that could be something too. Yeah. Oh, but just with them going through, going back. They, they understood enough to go after the guys that we thought might be, might be somehow infected. So they've got to understand that we need to check to make sure they aren't infected too. That should only be reasonable. Of course, reason doesn't always work, in which case we just shoot them. Except for the pilot, because yeah. we need the pilot. If we have to fly down here with our the gun hold held to his head to get him to fly down, we will, but then we shoot him once we're there. I say that casually, I don't mean it casually, but yeah. we've still got to get All our right. people down from up the mountain. <clears throat> But what has Dr. Hawk's been doing uh, other than, like, sorry, I know he's been, re you've been talking about doing this, but what else, uh, like, have you had any conversations with anybody at the camp at all? Have you, uh, I guess I, people I, are asking you questions as well. Yeah, sure you know what, like, we were, uh, beforehand, we were just kind of letting the, I don't know, the leaders of the camp, you know, just giving out the information to them. I'm, I'm playing pretty hush-hush with the normal with the normal people around here. I just don't want to see like a, a panic setting or something like that. Or, and I was staying back when Dr. Lennonbrook went to the cave, I believe. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I'm just staying back. I'm, I'm being really cautious. Well, what, what I say around people, you know, people ask me questions. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna feed them some, some BS. I hate to say, cause I don't want things to, mm -hmm things to start going to shit really so okay. i uh, i okay. forgot to say though i probably would have said this I, I would have said this to gregory uh copper that uh we've given everybody else a bullshit uh thing so that they could understand it simply there's some sort of a disease that's that was locked in the ice and it's escaped and we need to stop anybody that has it so that's the story we're not mentioning the tower or what went on there so, all right. So we're just waiting, I guess, for them to get back doing whatever we're doing. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll just assume you're helping when you're not doing your research, your discussions, you're helping with the, you know, slight reconstruction survival efforts and getting, you know, tending to the wounded and all that. Um, so, yes, we, definitely. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We, we set up a quarantine tent. Okay. And uh, maybe take some blood samples from all the people that are left just to make sure. There's no infection. They should understand okay. that. Okay. You don't have a, you know, I, I mean, people are, are expecting right. doctors to do the right thing. They're not going, you know, they don't have mistrust right now. They're a little upset, but of course they want to see what, uh, you know, if, if you suggest something, you're they're certainly going to, for the most part, go along with it. I guess then the only question to you is, do we find anything or they all check out to be normal? So far, no. You see, you don't find anything of, of interest. Everybody in this camp is okay. Well, there's injured. There's people who are stressed out. There's people who are. I mean, um, they're, they're um, not shock offs. 
Yeah, there's, <laughs> you don't see any evidence that someone is a Shoggoth or a Shoggothish person. Yeah. Um, okay, so they, they, you know that they've been gone a significant amount of time, and uh, you do know that uh, the weather wasn't perfect after they left, and it has improved. So many hours later, you hear the sound of aircraft, and the uh, the one your compatriots left on lands shortly thereafter, and like uh, it wouldn't be shortly thereafter. I mean, there's an attempt to catch up, but they they're not going to arrive at the same time. Uh, so they arrive, and it's it's uh, Nigel and uh, Elmer, and that would be a bit, wouldn't it? Oh, and uh, the fellow that left Bernicki, who left with them. They come in on the first aircraft, and on the second aircraft, it's Captain Sugden and a new person, Schmidt, who's uh, flying the second aircraft. So they arrive at very close time. They, the first, second plane did try to catch up. So. Okay. so they've all arrived, two aircraft. There's lots of food on the ship and lots of general you know, blankets and things like that, so to assist with the relief well, efforts, if, whatever you want to call it. We, we meet them as they land and mm-hmm. explain to them that we need to take them into the the medical tent and examine them just to make sure everything is okay. Nigel? They weren't infected. What do you mean they weren't infected? They got scared. They run. Rooker won't make it. He's got a belly wound. Uh, He's been shot in the stomach. You shot him in the stomach. What about the other I didn't shoot him. Why didn't you shoot him? Your mission was to go and shoot them. Because an army of Germans showed up in a Zeppelin. We need to we need to put you in the quarantine tent and make sure that you're not compromised. I need to go get the people in the city or they're going to run out of oxygen. Well, I'm sorry, but you you didn't do what you were going to do. You let the guys go. All we know now, they're infecting all the Germans on their ship. There's no infection. How do you know there's no infection? How do you know there is? I'm, no more, medically, I'm more medically qualified. Why? I'm sorry, but now you're exactly taking the exact opposite that you did when you flew the aircraft and risked everyone's life to get there. Now you're taking the opposite view. Well, look, before we do, you seem, you seem we'll, like go, we'll go and do your little test. But first of all, we need to unload the plane. I got supplies. You want uh, food? You don't need to unload anything. They'll unload the, the plane. You. Who put you in charge, Lynn? Did Moore, did Moore agree to this? I think that I'm by far the most senior person here. Did he agree to this? Um, Listen, little cartographer, you ain't in charge. Get in the tent. We're the medical people. We're in charge. I'm going to Dr. Moore. You're going to climb up the mountain to find I said, Moore's in the city. <laughs> That's why oh. I want to go get him. I forgot. I can't keep track of this. Stuff. Get in the tent. <laughs> We're getting blood samples from everybody right here. So, Fine. Let him take my blood. He's believing his own story that he made up. And, and why why did you fly the airplane to try and stop the Germans? We were going for revenge. They stole our plane and they left us there to die. You weren't going for <clears throat> revenge. You were risking we, the one airplane that we need for we, revenge? Bullshit. 
Arthur tried to talk them into some sense. We were going to do it. A whiteout came. We could not take off. They had incoming. We didn't know it was a Zeppelin, but they had incoming people. Zeppelin oh shows God, up. It was Zeppelin. too late to do anything. They have a Zeppelin. They, How many they, hours were you there before the Zeppelin showed up? Couple, but it doesn't matter. There was a whiteout. We couldn't take off. You couldn't shoot them during a whiteout? You right, have whatever. said all along you don't want me shooting people. But we we needed to deal with it and then get out of there and leave no evidence. We and, couldn't do that until the whiteout had finished. Oh, please. We you could have shot it. them and thrown them outside, and they would have blown away in the whiteout. Um, whatever. We knew they'd already radioed for, for help. And now you've put them onto a Zeppelin and sent them somewhere. That's... Terrifying, Doctor uh, uh, Captain Sugden. I thought the whole point was to keep anything from getting out. We've quarantined practically the whole camp so that this doesn't get out. We've told them nothing about the reality of what's going on. And you just sent two people who know something. Okay, whatever. Please, just... Just take the medical. I don't think it matters at this point, but take the medical test. Make sure that you're not those things, and then you can fly up and get the, the others. This has turned into a gigantic monster clusterfuck. Pardon my uh, German. Es ist eine Kloisterfalk. There you go. You don't speak German. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I'm like shaking my head. Um, I think I need a sanity roll on that one. <laughs> I thought you were about to say I need a sandwich. <laughs> I got a of milk. I need a sanity roll. I, I got a 91. Ooh. So I'm like, maybe we should just blow everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what we would do. But my, I'm... Nope. Honestly, my character is now thinking about somehow yes. getting back up there to the tower and, and and trying to make contact with those things again. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. You're frustrated. You're stressed out. Um, everything that's happened so far makes perfect sense that uh, that would be what your character would want to do. Are you in the tent? Are you in the tent with us? Administering the test? No. Linda Me, well, I'm, I'm, no, actually, actually, I've left. Okay, never mind. I mean, uh. Dr. Hawk is doing it. Yeah. Sure, I'm taking the blood samples from everyone. So. All right. Take my blood. Yeah. You take samples from everyone. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah, not. Sure. Like I tell you guys, like I said. Oh, sorry. I, I, I didn't mean I don't, to interrupt I don't you. Like why, why are we doing this? We should. We. we didn't we make the story just to be cautious because we tried looking at the Oops. surely we made the story about the virus up for the other people why why are you testing us for it that's what I thought just now that we're here in here, this like quarantine I, tent, I, mean, I just thought I'd draw your attention to that possible flaw 
in your methodology. I know we're just being overly cautious here. Like we don't know if it's a virus. We are kind of concerned. We do know it's not back. a virus. We were all up there. We saw it. But just to see if there's any contamination. That's what we're worried about. Because if something really happened to the Germans, if you guys caught up with the Germans, if if something happened, just to be just to be safe. Like we're not. I take the test and go fuel the plane. Yeah. Go on then. Take your blood. So the hypothesis is that the Germans stole our plane and ran away, and it wasn't fear-based. It was... No, it was fear because... It's Shoggoth. One of them went crazy. I had, one of them went crazy. I had to shoot him. The theory is, is we have heard sounds that sound human, possibly coming from those Shoggoths, We've seen them change shape and form. There's no reason to believe that those two Germans who were trying desperately to get away from here were okay, not Okay, I missed the part about them being able they, – they can actually – you've seen them actually disguise themselves as humans? No, they can actually... no. We haven't seen, but we've, we've heard what we thought were humans that weren't there. And it wasn't, them just, it wasn't them just mimicking humans? We don't know. But if they can change their shape into just about any shape they want – they could certainly change their shape to look like humans. We could not explain why these two Germans suddenly ran, attacked another guy, got on our plane, and stole our plane and headed towards the the ship. Other than I, fear. Other than other than whatever. We couldn't take the chance. There was no reason for them to run. Why would they be afraid? They were just watching the, the airplane. And Dr. S uh, uh, Captain Suckman had been taken over. There's no reason to believe that this entity couldn't take him, take them over. But didn't we you couldn't... have to be in contact with it? We don't know that they weren't. We don't know that Shagoths didn't come up behind them, eat them, and then turn into their form. We didn't know any of that, but we couldn't take the chance that something was trying desperately to get away from here. That's just... A lot of conjecture, yeah. And we don't know that it's not an infection. In any case, we can't allow somebody to just run off with one of our aircraft. It's, it's, it could be disaster. Until we know for sure there's not something like that, we have to prevent it from happening. And if killing them means, as far as I care, they, they already ran off with our stuff, they should be shot. And now these guys have just let them get on a ship and fly away. That's like insane. That's the exact opposite of what we needed. But sorry. <laughs> it's just my character yeah, expressing. I, I'm the crazy one. Okay. Oh, I've lost so much sanity in this. Yeah. <laughs> I get some sleep after I get to plane fueled. Okay. Well, your your times are all messed up. You, 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 one of you makes a joke that when the Germans arrived at Lake Camp, you uh, you laughed at them how they were working under a different time zone than you, and they couldn't possibly just sleep a whole bunch and and catch up to you. Or you now every now you everybody's on different time because you've been leaving and coming and flying, and it's just with the sunlight not being what it's supposed to be. Everybody's kind of messed up, so you do need. 
you, everybody needs a few hours sleep. Aircraft are refueled. The Germans are all talking. They've got the radios up. Uh, the radios are operating now, uh, hooked up to the antennas that have been set back up in the absence of the original of the team that went to the VFE cache, and uh, messages are going back and forth to the the German base. Uh, if there's anybody, any of you want to contact, you certainly have the opportunity as well. There's actually two radios now. You have the one from the, the cache as well as the one that was in the uh, in the uh, supplies that were on the uh, pallets. So. If anyone wishes to make a call, or you can have a have a sleep, whatever you would like to do. Let's let's also assume that I've explained to them, or Doctor Doctor Hawk has, not mm -hmm. to mention anything about the tower. Well, yeah. I'm I'm have a sleep while um, Doctor Hawks checks my blood for imaginary diseases, <laughs> and uh, I, yeah. Can't think of anything else to. Well, actually, we're at the lake camp, aren't we? We're not back up in the yes. city. So everybody's together again. Well, yes. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna smoke my pipe and um, get my nicotine levels up because I haven't been able to have a smoke smoke all the time I was at altitude. <laughs> Very right. uncivilized. Okay. Well, um, so you are uh, essentially everybody is resting. And the radios are up and running, and the Germans are very excited. They're very, very happy. They come back. They say, "Ah, the 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 Zeppelin will be coming as well, but uh, we, they've they've sent off two more Junkers aircraft, so uh, but we should be having some rescue soon." Uh, the, the estimated arrival is uh, ah, what did they say? They said it was approximately uh, like nine o'clock tomorrow morning. No. No, 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 not no. Sorry, <laughs> they say no, no, no. One a.m. night. <laughs> so there's actually aircraft on their way. That's the one thing that the Zeppelin will take a lot longer to arrive, but they're sending a couple of Junkers aircraft as well. So now, the Junkers less, less than twenty-four hours. Nine, less than twenty-four hours. How many pilots? How many airplanes and how many pilots will we have? Uh, you have. You currently have. One busted aircraft. You have uh, another bust, another Yunkers that's unfueled. You have the two Boeing, like Acacias and yours, and then you have uh, the two Yunkers are on their way. Two other Yunkers. So we'll have air. We'll have pilots for everybody for all of those. Mm-hmm. There will be lots of aircraft coming to rescue people. All right. So, Nigel. Do we need to go up and get our people, or are they going to get the people for us? Well, they're not going to be able to get a Zeppelin up there, so we're going to have to get them by plane one way or the other, whether uh, I fly it or whether someone else flies it. May, may I make a small suggestion? All ears. Um, well, my, my suggestion would be if uh, the Germans are going up to effect a rescue mission, And they find that a number of people are missing. What if we were to somehow direct the Germans to look um, in certain underground chambers in the city for the missing persons? Oh, yes, last time we saw them, they were exploring down there. Starkweather and Meyer and, and those people. 
that's definitely where you want to go and look for them. Down that big hole there. Look down there. They're there's, probably there. There's just too many people that know the truth already for everybody to keep a secret. It just takes one loose tongue. I wonder, Captain Sugden, if the yeah. uh, if the elder things have the technology to camouflage the tower so that it can't be seen. If only there was some way of asking. If only we had some way of communicating with them. Sounds like somebody had an idea. <laughs> the light bulb appeared above your head. What about? <laughs> what about that contraption that we found when we were excavating the camp? The the sort of radio thing that we found. Was that in Lexington's camp? It was in the um, lake camp when we were uh, looking through the, the tents. We found um, a strangely um, customized radio, which did not appear to have a power source of any kind. If if what if they could create some sort of interference so that navigation if anything heading towards that area the navigation would go wacko and and as a result the rest of the world could say well it's an extremely dangerous place to go because all of your compasses all of your navigation goes haywire just shoot them shoot them down disrupt the airplanes and make them crash if we could find some way of communicating with them and telling them that more humans would be coming and must be stopped. Well, Arthur, let me ask you a question. When you were, whatever happened to you, did you feel that that was a two-way communication, that they could understand you when they were in possession of you? I, I wasn't possessed. I was... Um... I I can't really explain what happened. I uh, for a, 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 a moment, I I don't know how long really. I I became part of of, of the machine. I just Wait. I just understood. I understood why it was there, what it was doing, what its purpose was, what it kept. What is its purpose? It exists. It's a cage. It's 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 it, it, it exists to keep that thing contained okay. beneath it. Understand what I'm saying? That's all it is is a cage. Nothing else. If it's someone protect everything from if, that thing. If someone knew our plans and was plugged in to the machine, would the machine not know what? our thoughts and our ideas would be. I, I don't know. I have no way of knowing. I, I don't know whether the machine is sentient, whether it 
that whether the experience was just me passively experiencing it I didn't feel like I was being communicated with I just I just saw it's it's very hard to describe we we we, we don't really have the, the language for, for that kind of experience I'm, I'm sorry but I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss to, to describe it do you think it's malevolent the thing in the cage yes what yes, about I, the, I, what about those guarding it um get in the cage i'm not sure i don't think i mean i i personally think that 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 to, to, to the the elder things we're just animals i don't think they're particularly interested in us at all but if they perceive that we are a threat that, could that, change. that we can damage the means of, of, of holding that thing in place, then uh, then we have a problem. Well, there's also the fact that uh, we are somewhat necessary for the mechanism as well. I'm casting Which makes my me wonder vote. whether they need more human beings to come. In order to I'm, I'm casting my vote for getting the heck out of here. Well, Doctor Hawk, how much how much air do the people in the city need? I mean, how long is their air that they have going to last them before we can get there? I'm not sure offhand. Just make medical roll. Sure. I failed the roll by fourteen, so Oof. You you you're there's so many conditions, so many things that could change Well, going by what I'm understanding, once again, Arthur would probably know more than I would, but we were running short on air. And we're going to have to leave that day anyway. And it's been two days since then. So while there's fewer people there, they have a whole lot less oxygen. And that's assuming that those things ain't got them. Well, they could conserve oxygen by staying in the tent instead of going out and exploring. And then if they, they minimize their activity... Conceivably, they could ration their oxygen. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, there will be medical issues when they, if, if they survive. Should Plus, I fly back with Nigel on the rescue? And probably going to need probably going to need all the space I can to get the rest of them back because we counted that we were split. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about staying up there. We'd have to bring more oxygen. Yeah. I don't know what survived the earthquake. Well, we could bring more oxygen for me and leave me up there. I'll see if I can communicate with these things. I'll probably die and fail, but 
Now, if we're going to mount that kind of an expedition, it's going to take multiples of us to get to there safely. I, I could just get walk across the city. How many miles would you say that it was from where we were? To the tower? Yeah. Oh, it was hours of flight. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was a... You remember it took you... It was 45 minutes flight before the, the bell caught up with you. Or the... Whichever... I'm losing track. The Weddell, whichever aircraft it was. And then... It was a further half hour and more before you even got close to landing. So it's a few hours it, it, flight. It looked on the map like it was just on the other side of it. The maps tend to do yeah. that, don't they? Yeah. We could explore that cave and see if we could find something else of useful there. It's a long shot, but I mean, we didn't explore that much of the city. I don't know that that's going to... It has anything to do with our our current problem. If we're going to mount a humanitarian flight to go get people and bring them back here, I'm all for that. But if, if, if you're planning another fact-finding mission or something, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all for wrapping up things and getting the hell out of here. What I think are our main concern, we should be getting them back to camp here and yes. getting that one here. Yes. Perhaps that's the best idea. Get them out, get everybody back, and then decide later what we need to do. Do we tell our governments? Do we do we mount a, a military expedition up here to make sure everything stays nice and safe? Do we try? Do we send a team of experts up here afterwards, later on, uh, to attempt communication? Uh, it would give How them a year, or maybe two, a year, maybe two, to decipher all of this data that we've gathered. Mm-hmm. Maybe then they they would then we would be able to communicate with them. Well, I say we focus on the humanitarian part and rescuing our co-explorers. Well, part of that, there's a problem. That's that Miss Lexington has been a problem through this whole thing, but... No, she's no, that's, 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 that's not a problem. This is a humanitarian mission now. Look, They're look. up there, and they need our help, period. Bottom line is this. If the Germans know about the tower, and we get back, and we tell about the tower, then we let the government sort it out, and it may come down to a war... That's that's out of our hands. That's what I'm saying is is the government will have the military means to 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 do something about it. We don't. If you know, we're gonna have to get these people out of there soon. This or... can, this this can all be discussed later. Let's focus on the humanitarian part and getting those people out of there and getting them back here. Because these debates could go on for days. It's true. Just just. We have to rescue them. We'll think, we'll think of things afterwards. All right. This is a time for action. This isn't the time for the, joining the debating society. All right. I, uh, I, I, I walk off just for a moment with, uh, with Nigel. 
and I say, and we can always kill Lexington later if we really need to. Well, then here's the next question. I've already approached Arthur about this. I could fly to the tower, wait, turn around, come back, and say everybody in the city had already died. That takes care of those people that know. Because Lexington is a glory hound. You know she's going to talk. Hmm. Hmm. Seems cruel and horrible, but... We're not talking about a human life here. We're talking about civilization. Our biggest problem is that we don't know that anything that we do is going to do any good at all. No, you're right, but we can try. Uh. Or we can bring them back down here. Everybody goes and tells their story. Another expedition will come here, and we hope they meet with the same situation that we did. And Well, we hope they are informed enough when they come up here that they are better able to deal with the situation than we are. I, I think that we should consider maybe not killing everybody up there, but maybe just, I, I'm, I'm a scientist, but you know, maybe just let God sort it all out. Lexington is the only one that has to die because she's the only one of that group up there that was at the tower. The rest of them stayed you know, in the actually, city. Actually, it could, it could be the exact opposite. Lexington could come down and just rave hysterically about what she saw up there, and thus people will just think it's all nonsense. It could actually work to our benefit. People will they'll be that will we'll end up with two two different groups. We'll have the, the government group that knows there's something up here and they come up here to protect it, and the rest of the world that thinks that Lexington's just fucking out of her mind. You know, the downside is your friend Charlene's up there. Charlene's an intelligent and logical person. She'll understand what's necessary and what's not. She's a, she's quite a good good egg as far as that goes. I think that we just have to leave it up to her. What happens happens. We we can't at this point. It's out of our hands. We just need to rescue those people. Learn to play the liar. It's my whole life. No, the liar. Oh, we could play, we could play it as Rome burns. <laughs> All right. I think, the liar, I think the liar was Greek, though, wasn't it? Thought that's what the word was. Uh, well, so I get into plane to take off. I'm the only one that's going to be able to go because there's six people up there plus me. That makes seven. So we're going to be coming down heavy. I turned to Sugden and say, "Did you plant the bomb?" <laughs> 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 no, I, I'm just joking. Just in another universe. I couldn't, I couldn't find a timer. <laughs> oh, you were joking. Sorry. Altitude. <laughs> so there's only Nigel going in the aircraft. Not enough. There's not enough room. Yeah, there's not enough room. He's got to bring people back down. You do have multiple aircraft, my. That's what I was going to say. There's multiple aircrafts and multiple pilots. But do we have pilots for them all right now? We I have a German. We have a German pilot. Yes. But now we're bringing one other person into the lie. All right, how many people are up there? Six. 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 You can fit them all in your airplane, right? 
but I can't. I have to fly alone. I can't take anybody else with me. I have to go alone to get those six people in there, and we're still going to be coming in heavy. If we take the other plane, that means we're introducing yet another person to the city. Dr. Lindenbrook, could you do an idea real quick? <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, I got a one. That's like the only one that I've ever gotten. Well, you do. You, you're, you're wondering what to do, and you look over to your right, and there's a tent, and this flap kind of blows open in the wind. And in it, you see all these other oxygen tanks that you currently aren't using. So the it comes to your mind that the reason the big rush to get them all back right now is because they're going to run out of oxygen. If you have a whole supply of additional tanks and two aircraft with a pilot. So we could fly up there. He could bring back the other people and then come back and get us again. No, we got two airplanes. So we could all go up there and get everybody with room to spare. But you didn't want to bring somebody else into it. I'm, no, I was just bringing that up that that means introducing one more person who has eyes on the target but no. it Nigel, gives us... do you want to do an idea roll oops wrong dice i think the gm wants us oh. to go back up there <laughs> i made it not super but i did make it 45 out of 75 so well you're looking around you see the flap open <laughs> it shuts and you know the oxygen tanks are in there and you look you go, there's another pilot over there. There is a backup pilot that came with Starkweather team. Has he been to the so city? You actually have. He has not been to the city. So it does hit you that there is actually another option that is not a German pilot. Mm. I'll get your name for you in a second because it's actually here. I mean, yeah, I mean, we could fly up and get him and shoot him later. Well, we could all go now. Yeah, we could all go. Hint, you guys hint. road trip? <laughs> Lawrence Longfellow. Dr. Sug uh, uh, Captain Sugton. I don't know how good a pilot he is, but <laughs> that's on you guys. Maybe we could get back to that tower. I don't know. It's a thought. Lawrence Longfellow well, is his name. Sorry. It's the only option we have is to go back to the tower if we want to keep this out of the government's hands. If we don't go back to the tower, then there's nothing we could do to stop it. There's no way we can keep this out of the government's hands at this point. But we might be able to communicate with them. If you could communicate with them to camouflage it, it was off the beaten path. They already know about the city, but it was off the beaten path of the city enough that they won't necessarily know where to find it. And if they get the Germans up there, we if it's camouflaged. We're just, yeah, we, we need to solve the problem, whatever the problem is. We don't know. I just made the camouflage thing up. They might, if they could camouflage it, maybe they already would have. But how much, uh, how much dynamite do we have? I don't know. That would ruin the whole situation, wouldn't it? Uh, just, uh, let's just go. Let's, who's going? All right. Let's go. Are we all going? I'm going. Yep. If you're, if you're all going, you're all going. You can split between the two aircraft or go as one and put the tanks in the one, whatever you like. 
Uh, Longfellow's wanting to get the heck away from the camp. He's been stuck here too long, he said. Uh, so you, is that what you wish to do? Two aircraft or? Yeah, I hope he's a good pilot. Yep. He's a decent now, pilot. Now, are we going up there to rescue these people and coming back? Or is this going to turn into another Shawgoth hunting expedition? Don't worry, you don't have to come on the Shawgoth hunt with us. I won't. We have to we have to see what condition the camp's in first. That that's gonna let us know if we get up there and everybody's been massacred. Then we turn back around. Then we just turn back around. Important point: Who's bringing what with them? General, not I don't need the specifics of you know. Well, I'm gonna go and bring all my medical supplies with me, my bag and everything, just in case people are injured. I'm bringing every weapon I have. I'm I'm armed and I'm bringing my. My my own climbing rucksack. I'm bringing my climbing my gear, my climbing gear, my gun, flashlight, torch, whatever, that kind of thing. I uh, I remind Gregory say, uh, you know, if you're going to shoot somebody, shoot a human. Don't shoot one of these creatures. That could start some sort of interspecies war, and I don't think that we're going to make it. All right. Um, yeah, I'm just going to bring my notebook, same as last time. Well, and whatever else I had, my gun. And... Okay. So uh, who has what weaponry, just so I can keep track? Je uh, Roger, what do you have? Dr. Hawks, rather? Oh, um, or do I have? I have a revolver. I'm not going to bring my shotgun or my Lee Ensfield. I'll just bring my revolver. I'm actually bringing my Lee Ensfield. With my medical bag. Okay. I'll assume you have sufficient ammunition with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Elmer, what are you bringing with you? Um, just about everything. Um, no, just the basics to survive. Um, also, my 38, my hunting rifle, and my boomerang. Excellent. They'll be very confused by that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they all fall down on the ground worshipping it as a god. <laughs> <laughs> Wood that can fly. Um, Jerry, what are you bringing? Now, 9mm Luger, and I'm going to borrow one of the machine guns off the Germans. Do you have fast talk? <laughs> well, after the earthquake, they, they pretty much, most of the Germans have left out. There should be guns laying all over the ground by now, I would think. Uh, I'll give you that, that if I you wander around... I think the Germans take better care of their guns than that. But I, I, I'll, I'll make a fast talk roll. Well, try a fast talk. I, I think uh, you have the opportunity that something might be just kind of... Th 30 out of 40. In a tent. 30 out of 40. Ah. Somebody says, you know what, uh, Some of the, there was a few people that died in the earthquakes, and uh, he said, feel free. He's, he's, there happens to be one weapon. He says, we have to account for it. Uh, you know, it is government issue, so please, uh, if you could return it. Sign this waiver, please. Bullet Sign this. <laughs> oh, those. You need those, too. Uh, there's a waiver for each one. Um, yeah, Sign this enough. requisition form. That's right. The quartermaster's office, which is you know, some mm -hmm. guy sitting on a box over there. Um and Captain Sugden, what are you bringing? Oh, you already said your climbing equipment, right? I'm bringing my climbing equipment and um, my my Webley service revolver. I've got a box of ammunition for it. 
And yeah. I also have a Prido speed loader. Oh. Which has six Excellent. rounds in it. So I can just drop another six rounds in it if I need to. Yeah, go all Dark Tower on them. Okay. Gregory, what? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, does anybody get the impression this was a rescue mission and we're going armed? Well, you don't know what we're going to run into. Um, we're going to go through this. It's manifest time. Um, Gregory, what are you bringing with you? Uh, my Mauser pistol, my M903 Spring Springfield sniper rifle, and a trench dagger. Okay. Excellent. Why don't you bring a sniper rifle with you up here? <laughs> I'm an ex I'm an ex military sniper. I always have you know, I have my rifle. All right. Okay. Speed up a bit. Um, you load your equipment, you load the fuel, uh, the both aircraft are ready to go, the tanks are loaded very quickly, people are ready to help, they want to get their people tank. back, their other people. <laughs> tank, tanks, multiple tanks oh, of air. I genuinely misunderstood you then. I thought we've got tanks. Um, can we pause for just a moment? Um, <laughs> going back to the original madness of manifests, mm -hmm. didn't we have like little, little snow car things? Sleds. No, like uh, like. Cat, cats, or I think you're thinking of um, the migration. They wouldn't have been invented. You had 1928 um, Bombardier uh, cat snow cats, and that's right. That is what I'm thinking about. That's, okay, that's right. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. You drove it very, 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 very slow. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Bombardier. <laughs> I was just suddenly thinking we could drive up there. Oh, mate, got kicked. <laughs> uh oh. Right when he was talking, too. It's a good time to ask you a question, Sean. Sure, absolutely. The uh, the Zeppelin would would I know or would we know whatever? Um, I'm trying to figure out was that something that was like brought on board the German ship, or is that something that actually could have flown all the way from Germany to here? Uh, necessarily have been in Germany because at that time they were. They were doing world tours. I mean, that's why the Hindenburg crashed in the United States. Uh, they were flying around. They were like transcontinental aircraft at the time or experimental aircraft. So you don't know where it came from. You didn't ask. But uh, mm -hmm. no, it's it's not something you blow up. It has underneath the uh, the, the skin. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a manufactured aircraft. It has structures. Mm -hmm. It's an aircraft. Okay. It's not a, a balloon. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, if everybody has all the things they want, any questions, anybody else before you leave? Uh, binoculars. Yep. Okay. And I'll assume everybody's refreshed their air tanks. Okay. With second, second that on the binoculars. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you, uh, you take off, uh, you fly. Uh, you, again, the same situation, except as you reach the pass, we'll, actually the weather is with you. The wind actually assists you, and you fly through the pass extremely well. So, could you, Nigel, do a piloting roll, please? <laughs> okay. Ooh, I made it. Not by much, but I made it. That's all right. He, uh, the other pilot, made it as well. It's a little rough, but it's not, it's nothing like it was before. The, 
you don't see the same swirling strange clouds like you did before and as you cross through the pass and the city is before you off in the distance towards the where you know the tower to be you do see a very large roiling like rolling kind of storm twisting around a certain point in the far far distance where you know the tower to be that wasn't there before things were more less solid things were more messed up if you will so it looks like over the over the tower in that far direction there is like a storm rotating but it seems like it's in order like it's, it makes sense a lot of the points and pinnacles of the the towers have fallen um sorry the mountain a lot of the cave structures and some of the you know, the ramps and such have broken off as you pass them but when you arrive to the city itself to the plaza you see um, uh, it's just it's it's much the same as it was before we lost you a little bit Sean oh sorry can you hear me now yes yeah. okay oh, uh, when you when you arrive at the the appropriate place the plaza you don't see anything like there's nothing flying in the air there's no people on the ground you just see the plazas before and the, the landing strip that have been kind of cleared out so where are you going to land? We don't see any Same place as before? No, you don't see any people. The camp and the plaza, like the area, appears to be empty of people. They could be in the tents. We've got to stop and check. Yeah. Land. Okay. Hopefully they weren't all inside the tents and the building collapsed on top of them. Are you landing at the same location as before? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Easy enough to land. I mean, the wind has whipped some of the landing strip away, so it's kind of not smooth as clear as before. But uh, in both both cases, both aircraft land. Uh, you taxi up to where you were parked before. You're there. You don't see any people. And uh, someone, someone do a spot hidden, please. I guess I will. Yeah, somebody else make it. My spot hits. There you go. Yeah, mine's not that good either. Okay. I got an 84, so I, I failed. Okay. Uh, okay, Elmer got it. Um, first oh, one. No, I'm, I'm 91. Okay, so most of you are just looking around, like in awestruck, there's nobody around. But Elmer looks over towards the. Uh, he's doing that. Elmer no, looks to... We have to actually give him some binoculars. <laughs> I got a backwards. No, Elmer's noticing um, the actual camp area, the, the building that had been taken over by Mr. Moore and, and company and uh, created as the oxygen camp. Uh, the the tarp is completely gone from the doorway now. All right. They're not here. Let's go home. Oh, well, the mind. From oh. the door, from the door area, do we see any blood, drag marks, anything like that? Did they nope. leave us a note? Like, we've all gone to lunch. We'll be back in an hour. You would have to um, get out of the aircraft. Well, let's, we landed the aircraft. I'll get out of the aircraft. Let's go check. Yeah, let's go check it out. Okay. Uh, the air is dead calm. There's no wind. You can hear in the distance the howls and piping that you could always hear as the wind blows through the holes and the uh, entranceways throughout the peaks. It's... Thin high whale, but it's got a kind of a slightly different pitch to it now. Okay. Um, where the campsite where you were, there's 
there's disarray. Canvas curtains are gone. The archway that sheltered them, um, uh, a couple of tents are still in this chamber. You can see the tents inside the chamber, the oxygen tents, but they've been pulled and prodded and partly collapsed, and there's things from within are spread all over the place. Um, you can see everywhere, everywhere, you don't even have to have to do a spot hidden, shell casings, uh, signs of a battle, um, half frozen into the ice or shell cases like so something melted and re like there must have been a fire or something and some of the ice melted and the shell cases are frozen into the ground uh, there's dark drops and smears here and there within the area uh, very dark blood or I'm sure it gets dark it's not necessarily identifiable as blood uh, scraps of cloth uh, someone you, you, you don't you don't really have to. It look there. Obviously, there was a battle, and it's very similar to what you what occurred at the previous uh, the lake camp. I my guess is that our friends are now incorporated into the machine. Machine. Or the Shagas came up and got them. Well, I I'm not so sure that the Shagas aren't in cahoots now with uh, the elder things. I think that they we we can maybe guess that maybe at one point in the history of the world they had a fight. And uh, now they're just working together to get that thing plugged. Or I'm I'm not so uh, sure because when I know this sounds silly, but when when I when I left the tower, um, I had the strangest feeling that the Shoggoth was uh, protecting me from the elder things. Hmm. It sort of got between me and them. As you're saying this, Captain Suggin, you're you're walking around looking, and you trip over something on the ground, and you actually see there's a rough canvas rectangle cut from a tent wall. So something's somebody's cut this. There's snow over it that's been blown over top. But when you kick it, you see that it's been staked in place in four corners by just pitons, and uh, you wipe it off the snow, and you see there's somebody's used like a brush with oil or tar from an aircraft or something, and it says uh, there's words. And it says, Lakes Monsters, Attacked Camp, and Plane. We have moved into the Cylindrical Tower. We lost you, Sean. You moved into the Cylindrical Tower. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cylindrical, cylindrical Tower Ruin, one quarter, M-I period, N-E period, at the end of the Angled Canyon. Watch out and stay armed. They fly more. Northeast, uh, big round tower. Let's go. Yeah, you look that way. You see, you definitely see that there is a. Uh, that you can now that you know what to look for. You see tracks, yep. sleds, footprints, running footprints because they're far, far spaced apart. Um, there's a stout round tower about 400 yards away, and when you look in the direction of it, you can see someone on top in a parka waving a piece of red cloth back and forth, shouting and making all kinds of pointing up in the sky and you can't hear but you you even if you try to listen you can't really make out the words but a few moments later your dog's back down we, we get it all right i un i unsling my rifle and i load rounds yes. and i'm going to start looking up because this thing this thing has a range yeah you don't see anything in the air right now um, you see the Enderbury just offhand as you're passing now that you're actually looking around. 
the Interbury has been not just burnt from before when Danforth set it on fire. It's been disabled and pieces are missing and controls are strewn about in the ground. Uh, it's been totally, metal fittings are gone, cables are gone. The thing's been totally shredded and things have been taken out of it. We we can't leave the airplanes. No, that's what I was going to say. Nigel's armed. He needs to stay with the plane. I'll go provide cover and the rest of you go there and bring them back. Why, Why not fly the them? plane to go there? Why don't we it's fly the plane? Yards. It's just down there. Why can't we somehow signal them to come to us? Yeah. Why do we need to risk going to them and then coming bringing them back? They can out see of, us. Out of curiosity, is the body of the German anywhere around that I shot? Don't. No, you don't see. Was was he jail? I thought he was one of uh, one of Lexington's, wasn't he? He might have been. Um, I I I take off my jacket quickly, and I signal like this to the people over there. Like, do we have a flare gun? Come to us. Well, they can see us, obviously. We have binoculars. We shouldn't. They split. don't come. We shouldn't split up, though. We we need to stay together. But we also need the plane to be safe. Yeah, we if we go there, if we go there, it's then the target is going to be on yards. us. If they want to be rescued, they need to come to us because if we go to them, that could be a trap. Well, what does it look like through the binoculars? Oh, you can see the tower. You can see windows. You can see um, this new canvas. The canvas is up in front of that doorway. Uh, it seems to be held down by something at the bottom, like rocks or something. You can't quite make it out. How about and uh, no, that's it. How about just the guy gest on the gesture to them? Gesture to them to come. You know, come this way. Well, look at the guy on the roof. Is he really a guy on the roof, or is he a dead guy on the roof that they're? He was moving and gesticulating. That just means that there's a weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was Look, thinking. We're meant to be a, a rescue mission. Here. I mean, we, if, if we were a rescue mission, we should go and rescue them. Goodness sake. Oh, for crying out loud. Planes will be um, safe. A couple of you stay. Nigel, you get the idea that you could move the aircraft closer, but not very close. Right, because you need you to be, half the distance. You need to be able to take off at a moment's notice, in, in case things go sideways. I'm just afraid those things can all show. Uh, the, those elder things are going to show up with a bunch of screwdrivers, and have this whole ship taken apart before you. Right, right. Can do anything about it? Well, I'll stay back with the plane then, if no one else will. And y'all go there, and you're not alone. I'm standing with Nigel on the plane also. I've got my rifle. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Now we're risking everybody down there for these people up here. They should just come to us. I'm okay with that. Just go. I'm this, not okay this, with this, that. This, I want to go home. This is why we're here. This is why we came up here, to rescue these people. OMG. Am I right if, or am if I wrong? If, if you're wrong. If they're too stupid to come to us from right over there rather than us risk leaving the ship and possibly having it taken apart by the older things. Do we, do we see anything flying above? No. But no. 
that could change any any second there. Right. Some and buildings all yeah, it feels like a trap. That's why I say you could look up there, and if the guy's movements are too mechanical and not... If they flew in here and attacked him, wouldn't they have flown in there and attacked him? I think it's a trap. But if you want me to stay with the plane, I'll stay with the plane. I, I think that makes total sense. One less gun. I say we stay here and we just... Tell them to come. Okay. Unless, well, I don't how, long, how long are we going to wait? You go tell them to come. I'm actually going to look at the guy through my... He's gone back inside. Oh, has he? He waved his, he waved his thing, looked around, pointed at gesticulating like... Dut. Okay, so he, it was... Little... Things in the sky and then dove down. Right, they probably just... don't have the oxygen to come back, to be honest. They were already low, and they hiked that 400, you know, 400 yards, whatever. I mean, they're probably running low on oxygen themselves. Well, I'm prepared to go over there, but I'll need someone to, to come with me to help me carry the the oxygen cylinders. Right, to... yeah, why don't two of you go, and the rest of us will stay here and make sure that the ships aren't attacked. So Mr. Coffin, you, you have a sniper rifle. If you if you stay back at the, 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 the plane and cover us with your sniper rifle. Yep, I can do that. Look, you guys stay here and uh Sugden and I will go. Alright. Okay. So a bunch of you are staying. Sugden and Lindenbrook are going. Is that the new plan? Yeah. Correct. And it's just what, twelve hundred feet? Four hundred meters. So 1,200 feet. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry, I was thinking metric. Um, so you're, you're running off. Uh, you're, some are protecting the aircraft. Um, are you standing outside? Or are you, you're not I'm, getting I'm under the, the wing. I mean, well, I'm, I'm where I can get a good shot. Okay. But I'm not going to be out where something could swoop down and you won't get a, You won't be able to get a good shot. 400 meters away in this kind of wind... You would have to be. Oh, there's no wind. There's no wind. It's, it's, it's dead air. Yep. Still, 400 meters away is a good ways away. But now give it a well, shot. He's not, he's not shooting us. He's shooting anything that might fly. Off. Right. I'm looking up and I'm looking up. I'm not looking to shoot Lindenbrook and Captain Sugden. No, I know. So, Nigel, that was your plan all along. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, my plan was you all go and then I disable the aircraft and take off. <laughs> Well, you're you're running off towards the tower, and just as you once you start progressing 100 meters out, not even that, someone runs out of the tower, and it's someone from a distance with a rifle. You can see them, and he waves, and he runs to beat hell to to get to meet you halfway, and he gets to you, and it's Patrick Miles, aircraft mechanic. How how many of you and are there? Well, he says, do you have guns, rifles? Yes. Some yes. Go get them if you do. The fiends will stay away if you've got weapons they respect. Well, we need to get you back to the airplane so that we can leave. Well, I've got to get back. Professor can't hold them off by himself if they come. And for, for God's sake, do, what it, do whatever you do. Don't let those abominations get the aircraft. We can't hold out here much longer. And we'd all rather be dead than carried off by those things. Well, we well don't look, we've got... Come now. We've got oxygen right. for you here. There's oxygen. Well, the professor. We've got to get the professor. He's injured. Well, let's go. Right, well, let's let's go. Let's That's go. Why we're here. 
Move, move, okay, move. So you're running towards the, uh, you're, you're running and it, it, you're getting towards the tarp and the tarp you can. You're alive at the tarp um, and. Unbearable suspense. Did I drop out again? Yeah. yeah. And next week. <laughs> you, you arrive, you get inside, everyone's inside, and just as you arrive, rising from the ruins, there are three. Shoggoths, or not Shoggoths, they don't fly. Three uh, elder things, and one of them is carrying a big box that's glowing blue, and they seem to be rising up and looking, sort of surveying the area. But they're, they're in between buildings, they're kind of shifting back and forth. So three have risen up, they're looking at you and looking at the tower, like at least they seem to be positioned to see both. And um, that's probably, since it's 11.06, we should end mm -hmm. it there, Tom. Sounds Excellent. good. Perfect cliffhanger. Good cliffhanger. On that bombshell. Well, they're dead. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, our players included Jerry Bryant, Bill Mize, Greg Malcolm, Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, and myself with Sean Little as the Keeper of the Secrets. Our musical intro, Slide of Hand, was composed by James Brett and is used with his permission. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our show free and free to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations, some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channels for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Yeah.